Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to create the life, marriage, and body of your dreams. If you want to stop struggling with your weight, bring more romance to your marriage, more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Sherry Brazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and a certified confidence life coach. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Today I want to talk to you about what I eat in a day a little over a year after weight loss surgery. I get this question a lot. It probably is the biggest question I get. It comes up in all the conversations, and it comes in various shapes and sizes, but ultimately People just want to know if I can still eat yummy food and enjoy it and how much I can eat and if I've just given up all pleasure in food. So the short answer is no, I haven't given up all pleasure in food, but the pleasure I have now in food is much different than it used to be. As for how much I can eat, it really varies on what the food is. There's some foods I can eat a lot of and other foods I can't eat much at all. I think that's different for everyone. So let's start with a typical day. This is probably a favorite day for me. So I do eat these foods a lot and I don't get sick of it, or at least I haven't yet. So for breakfast, probably twice a week, I'd say I have still cut oats. And that is not instant oatmeal. It's not the regular oatmeal that you put in in cookies. Still cut oats are, uh, they look like a little rock almost. They almost look like quinoa, if you've ever had quinoa and they're a little bit chewier and they took they take a lot more time to cook because they are more in their um, natural state. They haven't been refined um, and stripped of all of their things so that they can cook faster. So I do the still cut oatmeal and I do like a fourth of a cup and I can't usually eat all of a fourth of a cup. I usually cook a fourth of a cup and then I eat half of what I've cooked and then I put the other half in the fridge for the next day or a couple of days later or whatever. And I put on all kinds of toppings. My favorite is a little bit of a sliced apple and some raisins. And then I always have like a trail mix of some kind that I like. I like I like nuts and I put those on um, all the things. I put nuts on my salad. I put nuts in my oatmeal. I put nuts on my yogurt. Like I just put no nuts on a whole bunch of stuff. So I have different variations of um, trail mix in my pantry. So The one that I have right now has almonds, pumpkin seeds, pecans, and I can't remember what else, maybe sunflower seeds. So I just get like, I don't know, a teaspoon, maybe a teaspoon and a half of nuts and I put nuts on them. So I have apples and raisins and nuts and then I sweeten it with organic maple syrup. So um, that's what goes on top of my oatmeal and um, I love it. I eat it probably twice a week. It's my favorite and I really do love it. So I know you're freaking out because that's a carb and you are thinking I'm on keto and I'm never going to eat carbs again, but our brains actually need carbs. But do you know what a carb is truly? Carrots, apples, they're carbs. So when you're going to cut out bread, you're not cutting out carbs. You're cutting out bread. Still cut oats are fabulously good for you. They have so many health benefits. These foods give you much needed energy to get through the day and also act as a heating agent in your body. So if you're cold all the time, you need to have some carbs in your life, some good 
hearty carbs, not cake and cookies, but like a sweet potato or some steel-cut oats. Um, those are probably the things that I go to the very most as far as carbohydrates go and starches go. I realized probably eight months in to having weight loss surgery that I could not stay warm. I am freezing all of the time and like to the point where I just wanted to cry. And at first I just thought that it was winter here and I live in Idaho in the mountains and so we get tons of snow and it's really cold here all the time and I always have kind of had a tendency to be cold but this is different than what I've ever felt before. Like my bones are cold. I, I can't even describe it. I try to tell my husband and I just can't even describe it. I am so cold. So um, just with all of the dieting and stuff that I've done and research I've done on carbs and what they're good for and how come they make you lose weight and spike your sugar and you know all of that kind of stuff, I realized that carbs are a heating agent for your body. And so I thought, I'm just going to have like a half of a potato and see if it actually works. And that night was probably the first night in weeks that I actually got got to sleep because I was so, I had been so cold, I just could not sleep. And that night after I had that potato, I just had one half of a potato just for lunch. That's it. And I was able to sleep warmer. Now I was still cold. I still slept with my heated blanket you know, all of that stuff. I still had socks on, but I wasn't like shivering in my bed because I was so cold. So if you're cold, try adding some carbohydrates to your, your diet. And I don't mean simple carbs like this, like sugar. Sugar is a simple carb. You want to get like a really nutritious, healthy carbohydrate, like something that's a vegetable that grows out of the ground, like quinoa, um, brown rice is good. Uh, Sweet potatoes are regular, you know, regular potatoes, you know, still cut oats. Those are all really good starchy carbohydrates that are good for your body. They're nutritious for your body. So try that if you are cold all the time. So the next thing is lunch. And I eat salmon a lot. I will get a big, um, like a one pound salmon filet at the grocery store and I'll bake it. I have a really yummy um, baked salmon recipe that I can put on my Facebook page, on my business page. Um, if you're not following me on Bold and Vibrant on Facebook, that's where I post all my recipes. So go follow me over there. And I will put this um, baked salmon recipe up there. So I bake this salmon um, at the beginning of the week and then I cut it up into portion sizes and put them in little lunch things. And then I'll put some kind of a vegetable with it. And, and I do love asparagus. So I will have asparagus a lot, especially in the summertime. But I also will do like broccoli or I really do love zucchini and squash and mushrooms sauteed with a little bit of butter and some garlic and some salt and pepper. I eat that a lot too. So I really like that paired with salmon as well. So I do have that a lot. Um, my snack usually for the day is a quarter of an apple or maybe not quite a half of an apple and then just one slice of cheddar cheese. I really like apples and cheese together. So that will be a snack for me. And then dinner is usually like five or six large sauteed shrimp. And I, I eat shrimp a lot too. I really love seafood. And I'll put like peppers and like the zucchini, mushrooms, squash, garlic kind of in together and I'll saute all of that together. And then sometimes I'll cut like a half of a Roma tomato 
and sprinkle that over the top with some Parmesan cheese. That's what I eat a lot. I eat a lot of that. And then for dessert, I don't plan a dessert every night anymore. I used to. And I was, when I was still losing, you know, three to four pounds a week, I was planning in a dessert. And my philosophy about planning is a little bit different than most people's. And I will, I have that um, coming up on an upcoming podcast. Actually, I think it's next week's podcast. We'll tell you about how I plan my food. And I do plan dessert in my plan because I don't think that I can stick to a diet or a plan that cuts out any kind of sweets. It's just not how I will be happy living my life. And I will be miserable. I might be thin, but I will be miserable. And so I've decided to take this a little bit slower and lose weight the way that I will just live it the rest of my life. And it's more realistic for me to think that I'm gonna have, you know, a half of a scoop of ice cream every once in a while, or a quarter of a piece of a sugar cookie, or um, whatever it is, than for me to say, I'm never gonna have sweets again, but I'm just gonna love being skinny. That just doesn't feel to me to be very authentic for me. If that's for you, that's okay. But for me, I don't feel like that's authentic for me. That isn't the way I want to live my life. I do want to be able to have some sweets every once in a while and not feel like I'm a bad person, not feel like I screwed up, not feel like I'm going to, you know, go down the rabbit hole, that I can't control myself when I have sweets, like none of that. I don't want any of that. But I do want to be able to have something sweet if I want to have something sweet and then just drop all the drama. So the way that I do that is I plan something in. So if I'm going to have a dessert, I plan it ahead of time. And then I have what I've planned. I have the amount I've planned. I have what exactly I've planned. And then I'm done with it after that. And then I just drop all the drama and the guilt that comes with that. That's dessert. And I will go into it more on the on the 24-hour realistic plan that is going to be next week's podcast episode. So stay tuned for next week if you want to know more about how I plan because it's a game changer and it's changed my life. So I also try to get 64 ounces of water in. That one's a hard one for me too. I struggle with getting that much water in, but I'm making progress. So as I mentioned before, I love seafood and I can eat about twice as much, like the amount of seafood than I can any other meat. That's just for me. And if you don't like seafood, I feel like that's a bummer, but that's okay. You don't have to like seafood. For me, I love seafood. And so it's good news for me because I can eat twice as much seafood than I can chicken. And so that means I get twice as much of the protein because I can eat more seafood than I can of chicken. Now, lots of people can eat chicken or can eat a nice tender steak, you know, that's, that's cooked really well. And they can eat quite a bit of that. And that is totally fine. If you don't like seafood or you don't you know, want to eat seafood, that's okay. You don't have to. Just make sure that you're getting enough protein and that you find whatever it is that sits really good in your stomach, that you really can handle and it doesn't upset your stomach or it doesn't feel like it's stuck. Sometimes if I get a piece of chicken that's not cooked very well or that's overcooked, then it feels like it's stuck, like it doesn't go all the way down and then it hurts, right? We've all had that experience. I've never had that experience with seafood because it's a soft meat and so I can chew it better and it just goes down better. So I do eat a lot of seafood. I eat seafood almost every day, I would say. And I feel 
a lot better when I get my protein in. I can tell by the way I feel at the end of the day whether I've gotten enough protein for the day. And so if I have my salmon that I cooked at the beginning of the week and it's in the fridge and I can just pull it out when I have, when it's lunchtime or when it's dinner or whatever, then I know that I'm going to eat it and I'm going to get the protein that I need for the day. And so that works for me. So if I get a piece of chicken, let's say, or even like a hamburger is even on the sketchy side for me, that's not super cooked very well, then I have a really hard time getting enough of that in to be helpful. Like sometimes I only get two bites of chicken because I just cannot get it to come down my stomach. So then I'm done. Like it's full, right? And the bad thing is we can't eat and drink at the same time. So I feel like if I have a piece of chicken that's kind of dry that I have to have a, some water like to help it go down to give it some moisture and then there's not enough room for anything else. And so I just really try to make sure that my chicken is cooked really good and that I chew it up really good that it can go down and that I'm going to get as much as I need for protein. And if I can't then I really pay attention to the clock and like an hour later I'll go and try to eat some more chicken so that I have the amount of protein that I need. So that is a typical day of what I eat and how much I eat. And I do have days that I struggle getting my water or like I feel snacky and so I maybe snack a little bit more or I eat some candy or treats, but I've gotten a pretty good mindset around that. And so that doesn't really happen as much anymore. And that's the important thing is making sure that our mindset is where it needs to be so that we can be the most successful. And a lot of people think that having a good mindset means like thinking positively about everything in your life all the time and thinking positively about your diet and about your food plan and thinking about rainbows and flowers and daisies and beaches and, and all of that and going to your happy place. And that's not what I'm talking about at all. That that's not, that's not how I think positively. And that's not what I think a positive mindset means. What I'm talking about is learning how to process your emotions, the negative ones and the positive ones. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that if you're listening to this podcast that you either did or you do still soothe yourself with food. And by that I mean when you have an emotion, food comes along. Like, I'm bored, where's a bag of chips? I'm stressed out about this deadline, I think I need a cookie. My boss is a total jerk. We're having pizza tonight. Or my favorite show is on. Time to make popcorn. Now, some of these things may not be conscious. A lot of that stuff is not conscious in our conscious brains. But if you're snacking between meals, then it's certainly subconscious. So creating and learning a better mindset is about being conscious and aware of your habits. When you make a realistic plan for your food each day, it will give you the chance to see what's happening when you don't want to eat what you've planned. When you want to grab a snack instead of eat what's on your plan. When this happens, stop for a second and notice what's happening around you. 
What's going on in your head? Who are the people that you're with? Are you stressed out about something? Is somebody there that, you know, is eating something that you want and you're thinking that you should be able to have it too? At first, you may do it anyway. Like you may eat the cookie and you may order the pizza or you may make the popcorn. But if you can just take a second or five to just watch what happens in your brain and observe what you're actually doing and take some notes, you'll start to have this shift in your brain. So let me give you an example of what this looks like for me. So I've made my plan for the day and it doesn't include a sugar cookie, but here's what happens. So I'm headed down the road and I'm taking, you know, my kid to their practice and he's chit-chatting in the back and he's telling me about his day and, and I'm, I'm asking him questions about what's going on and um, in his day and what's happening with the things he's telling me and we're just having a conversation, right? And I'm, I'm just involved with his, his day and what he's saying and all the things and we're just chatting, right? And then pretty soon I realize that I've turned into the cookie store and I'm in the drive-through of the cookie place where you get the cookie. And I realize, oh, wait, I'm, I'm not getting a cookie today. It wasn't on my plan. I did not plan a cookie for today. What am I doing in the line at the cookie place? And then my toddler brain says, well, you're already in line. Like how embarrassing would it be for you to like go through the line and then not order anything? Like that would be embarrassing. You can just, you know, not plan a cookie tomorrow and stay on your plan tomorrow. And you know, just get the cookie. You're already in the drive-through line, right? And then my, my conscious brain will come in and say, you didn't plan for a cookie and this is not going to help you get to your goals to get a cookie. And do you really care what the girl at the window thinks about you not ordering a cookie? Is she going to get you to your goals? Is her opinion about you going to get you to your goals? Or are you going to get yourself to the goals, right? So I'm having this like tug of war in my mind where I'm thinking, well, this isn't on my plan and I don't want to do this. This really isn't what I want to do. This isn't what I, you know, is going to get me to my goals. And then you have the other part of your brain that's like, oh, but it's going to taste good and you can't even have this, this diet is stupid. You can't even have a cookie when you're out with your son. And then your adult brain comes in and says, you know, you can plan a cookie for tomorrow and you'll have one tomorrow. And so there's this tug of war, right? And then the thing that, that happens to me is, and I want to warn you that this will happen, is as soon as you kind of start entertaining the higher brain, that adult brain and saying, you know what, maybe I just won't get a cookie today. I'll get something for my son, but I won't get a cookie because it wasn't on my plan and I'm not going to do a cookie. Your toddler brain is going to throw a tantrum. Like, that's what's going to happen, so just beware. And it looks something like this, is what goes on in my head. Tell me, you know, you guys can relate or not. So this is what my brain says. This diet is stupid. You are not going to um, be able to stay on your plan anyway. This isn't going to work for you. It's not going to matter. You're just going to fall off your diet just like you did every, all the other ones. You don't know how to be the skinny girl. No one will like you if you're thin. It's going to be so hard to maintain this weight loss even if you ever do accomplish it. So like that's what's going on. And most likely you get the cookie because that toddler brain just hit a nerve. Just smacked you right between the eyes with all of that stuff. This is what our brains do, you guys. If your brain is doing this, 
you are completely normal. You're not screwed up. You're not wacko. You're not out of control. You are normal. You have a normal functioning brain. This is what our brain does. You have to have both parts of your brain, both parts. So the higher brain is what keeps you achieving your goals and the lower brain is what conserves energy. So your lower brain is what helps you get dressed in the morning while you're talking on the phone and brushing your teeth and doing your hair and listening to the podcast. And then your son's talking to you about his day and you can do all of that at once because your lower brain has been on automatic. You've delegated all of that stuff to your lower brain and it just does it automatically. You don't even have to think about it. So you don't want to get rid of that, that lower part of your brain, but it kind of acts like a toddler when you don't give it what it wants, right? So just notice that you do have two parts of your brain. And a lot of times what we'll do is we start like realizing that that toddler brain is going crazy with all of this stuff. And then our adult brain is saying, no, we're going to do this other thing that's going to get us to our goal. We're going to stay on this plan and we're going to have salad for lunch. We're not going to get the sugar cookie because it's not on our plan. But then our toddler brain is like, but this is stupid and I want to do what I want to do. This is what we always do. And then you get so confused and it's just like, you just kind of shut down. You're like, I don't know what to do. Like that's, that's confusing. I have all this stuff going on in my head. And then we start judging ourselves for having all of those thoughts, right? You're having this tug of war in your mind. Well, when I learned that that was normal and that that's what a normal functioning brain does, and I just have to realize it and tap in and choose which one I want to listen to and realize that both sides have a function that is going to help me in life. I was like mind blown. So when you understand for real that you do have more control than you think you do, life gets so much better. It just gets better and better. Dreams get higher and higher and pants get smaller and smaller. Because when you can tap in and understand what the two parts of your brain is and how they are going to work together to help you accomplish your goals, then that's when things get a lot smoother. Things get a lot easier and you can start seeing the path a lot clearer. So that was a big jam-packed episode and I hope you guys learned some things that you didn't know before. And next week is going to be the 24-hour realistic plan. So I'm going to help you guys to be able to plan your meals and not be so stressed out about what you're eating and how much you're eating and counting all the calories and figuring all the numbers out and all of that kind of stuff and help you to realize that planning your food in a way that's realistic for you. This is an individual plan. I'm not going to tell you what you should be eating. You're going to decide that on your own and you're going to have your power to decide and you're also going to be able to lose weight. So that's next week. A little teaser is if you have had weight loss surgery years ago and you've gained some back, you can still use the tool of weight loss surgery to help you lose weight. And the key is this plan. So if you are someone that is listening that you've lost your weight and then it's been a couple of years. Losing weight after having weight loss surgery can be frustrating and discouraging. It doesn't have to be. It can be a journey that you actually enjoy. 
I want to invite you to apply for a free weight loss strategy session to see if my program, Confidence in Weight Loss, is a good fit for you. I will help you make peace with your relationship with food and feel confident that this tool will work for you. Go to sherrybrazier.com forward slash strategy session to schedule the time that is best for you. Chat soon.